0: Thanks for joining me on Fears of a No Name Blank. My name is Virginia. I'm an actor based in Atlanta, Georgia. In this bi-weekly podcast, I sit down with undiscovered actors, film and television industry folks, and other creatives to chat about their fears in business and life in general. The goal is not to solve the fears or try to motivate away from them, but just bring these fears to light. After all, we're all human. This week's guest is one of my favorite people, my best friend and my rock, Jason Lavender. I have known him longer than I'm willing to admit, because I'm old, and his creative brain is something I've always admired. In this conversation, I even learn a little more about Jason. Hello, I am here with my very bestest of friends, Jason Lavender, um, who I have known, Jason, how long have we known each other since like, freshman year of high school yeah so
1: 1999 2000 something like that
0: dang I'm not gonna know okay that's cool Um, (laughs) (laughs) so Jason um, please introduce yourself and tell us what you do for a living and what your creative pursuits are
1: so uh, my name is Jason Lavender. I work at a uh, small nonprofit in Washington, D.C. Um, as a creative director and also as a freelance graphic designer on my own uh, in my spare time uh, doing a lot of designy things. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. So um, what does a creative director do?
1: Uh I split my time between creating original designs and um, delegating uh, things that I need to be designed, whether those are videos, websites, illustrations, um, artwork of any kind uh, to other designers or teams of people uh, to create for me. And then I give feedback about branding and, uh, whatever that, whatever that design needs or entails to fit with, uh, my, my vision and what I need, uh, from a marketing perspective, um, from a branding perspective, uh, and what best suits our audience and the purpose of whatever is being made.
0: Cool. And how long have you been doing like graphic design and that sort of thing?
1: Oh, um, for about, uh, 15 years or so you're not that old say that again
0: i <laughs> said you're not that old
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> um cool and did you like i know you, i mean i know you went to school for graphic design and had to do a lot of um artsy things um yes but did you kind of always know you wanted to do graphic design or design of some sort
1: when you were growing up? <clears throat> uh, design of some sort, I would say. Um, I've always been a drawer and a creative person, um, but didn't know what avenue that was really gonna take until, um, until high school. Um, I thought for a long time that I was going to be an architect, but then discovered that my artsy brain couldn't really comprehend the math skills needed to be an architect. (laughs) Um, So uh, I kind of investigated other creative avenues that didn't require so much mathematical prowess. Okay. Uh, um, And uh, decided based on a variety of factors that it looked like graphic design was a good way to go and I was decent at it and I could learn some of the, uh, the craft and the software knowledge and the technical knowledge of it. And um, it's more or less how I got into graphic design. It was, it, I still have those other design passions, whether it's um, production design, you know, making physical things of books or um, uh, packaging, and then there's interior design and architecture, which I'm still passionate about. And then there's also a big passion in me, which is the outdoors and landscaping and plants and flowers and, uh, and designing uh, outdoor spaces, which has recently become very um, uh, forefront of my design mind.
0: Gotcha. Um. Now, do, does your current like nine to five? Do you feel like that? Um. What were? How, what am I? What's my question? Do you feel like your current nine to five satisfies all or some of your creative desires,
1: or I do would you say your- the nine to five? fulfills the basic need to create and I think there have been times where it hasn't and that's when I started to do the freelance thing and when I uh you know kind of struck out on my own doing landscaping side gigs and you know working outside landscaping my own house or a neighbor's house or a friend's house or um you know and I'm and I still follow you know architecture so closely even now um, so I would say probably no <laughs> <laughs> Now that I've discussed it out out loud i think I think probably no, I don't think that it does fulfill that creative you know or that need to create um, right. so much so i do I do a lot more of it outside of the nine to five.
0: Right. Like you were saying with your freelance and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Now, I mean, you've done a lot of um, freelance design for me and some of my friends and some of our um, mutual friends. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that those projects have been a lot more um, interesting and and peaking of
1: your creative juices and that sort of thing? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. There's without question. Um, It's... It's um,
0: it's a good outlet
1: for me, and it's more fun than the the nine to five because there are a lot of um, parameters and uh, um, restrictions that kind of block you in when you're when you're designing for one client, say my nine to five job, or uh, all the time day day in and day out, um, you have standards you know branding standards and um that kind of look and feel that you have to adhere to so you don't get to be as creative as you do if you're creating something totally new all the time right
0: okay well fun yay creativity um all right now into the meat of the subject
1: the big question
0: the big question so jason what is your biggest fear?
1: My biggest fear is, as with a lot of creative professions, when you work to create something and you're creating art, um, it's subjective, it's such a subjective thing. And that, that fear for me is always is it good enough? Is there something that I'm missing? You know, why didn't I think of that? Mm -hmm. Um, There is a fear of, you know, when I was in college and I was learning graphic design and I was being taught by a lot of these professors who have been creatives their whole life. And in this industry or related industries for so long, uh, you know, I was, I went to a fine art college and there were painters, photographers, dancers, actors, um, directors, uh, other graphic designers, illustrators, painters, sculptors. I mean, you're surrounded by it and you see so many inspiring things, so many, things that I think are great and just, you know, like you go to a museum and you say, this is just, you're just breathtaking, you know, awestruck by brilliance or beauty in some way. And you just think as someone who creates things for a living, is it not good enough? Is it, is my creative lens, my design eye, standing in the way from seeing what someone's non-design eye, someone who has commissioned me or hired me or contracted me to do something, just is it, is it not getting to what they want from me? So there's always that, there's always that fear. Just that when you whittle it down to the, the fundamental fear of it is just.
0: Are you good seeing,
1: Are you good enough? Yeah. And I think all the time. You know, what could I have done better or what makes me uh, come up with something that is good enough? I remember touring uh, design studios uh, in school and uh, big design studios who design the iconic brands that everyone knows, like Coca-Cola, and IBM and... um, uh, McDonald's and you know just those those big those those big marks that that everybody knows and are instantly recognizable on household names. You know they they design things that are just inherently brilliant somehow, and I and I wonder what that special sauce is all the time, and <laughs> will I ever be able to <laughs> to to cook up that special sauce myself? I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Um, Definitely, for anyone in like any creative field, like myself as an actor, like oh so and so is so amazing, or you know they're always booking work like what am what can I be doing, like you said, like what is that special sauce like how do I get a hold of that recipe
1: yeah um, it's, it's always in the back of your mind I think of of probably any person in a creative field trying to do what they love you know or what you know it's just it's always that that little question in the back of your head
0: absolutely um now do you feel that this fear um motivates you or discourages you or both or neither
1: I think it depends for me on the situation um Absolutely, it motivates me. It inspires me. Honestly, um, the the fear does because it's like pushing yourself. It pushes me to to do absolutely the best that I can, and to look, um, you, you know, try harder. Look, look at what others have done, and think about. How that process might have taken place or how that happened, how you how you came to that solution. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, I see logos or advertisements and I work with other creative people where I'm just I just step back and think, <laughs> you did this a totally different way than I would have done this. Uh-huh. And I like learning from that thought process. Uh-huh. So it, so it
0: really helps you just gather knowledge like you're like I don't I'm not perfect and these things I'm putting out are not perfect. Let me step back and see what things I can gather to make that one step towards perfection
1: or you know absolutely it's it's the observing of of other of the process of other people who do similar things. Um and I and I want to mention uh, uh second kind of wrinkle in my fear. Uh-huh. Um as a as a designer, especially a graphic designer, but I imagine in a lot of the fields that I mentioned I'm interested in, um color plays a big part
0: mm-hmm. in
1: designing things.
0: Dropping the bomb.
1: And something that I don't usually share professionally is that I am slightly colorblind (laughs) and um, every once in a while that gets in the way (laughs) Uh and I am always scared that I am going to submit a design or make something that just looks like literally a, a blind person put some colors, you know, like a two-year-old made made a drawing for the refrigerator with just no sense of, you know, uh, uh, color congruence whatsoever. <laughs>
0: right. So like you're worried that like you're going to put something out there and
1: it's going to like out you as colorblind. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes I'll be looking at a, whatever it is that I'm working on with a team behind me and I'll say, you know, uh, look at that, that purple area down there in the corner and there's a awkward silence because <laughs> there is no purple area. There's a blue area or, you know, <laughs> and, and, and they're like, oh, you mean this blue spot? Oh, yeah, that's what I meant to say. I have just, to
0: Just to interject that, like, my favorite thing about you growing up was that you always said you hated purple. Oh, yeah. And yet your favorite shirts were always purple. (laughs) (laughs) I probably thought they were blue. Probably. And I just, I used to make fun of you for it so
1: much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is, that plays into that fear. Um, Maybe it's even, sometimes it's a totally different fear because it has nothing to do with the design per se as it does about you know colors clashing or something just looking awful. I hired you uh at doing this and this is what you (laughs) this is what you know you give me some crazy chartreuse (laughs) color for for you know uh uh I don't know like (laughs) something that's totally not chartreuse at all. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um
0: but yeah, I mean, that makes, it makes a lot of sense. And I feel like they do kind of tie in because that can like, that, you know, little bit of a thing, your colorblindness can add to that, like, self-doubt.
1: Yes. You know? It does. The self-doubt. And, and part part of having, um, part of having that, uh, that nine to five, kind of like the the easier bit of a nine to five is that you have one brand to stick to which includes all of the colors that i can use Mm -hmm. and that makes it much easier Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, versus when i'm creating something from scratch or for a new client or you know contract work that i'm not familiar with or used to and then you know the sky is the limit about what colors to use that's that's when that fear can can really take root right it like bubbles up at that moment yeah makes a lot of sense
0: now um kind of getting back to that you know distilled fear of is this good enough am I good enough um do you talk to people about that often um you know is it something that you bring up ever um or do you really just kind of keep it to yourself
1: I would say almost never it's generally always kept to myself the only time i can think of when that fear kind of bubbles up a little bit inside is when i'm when i'm talking to other designers uh Uh, and you know we either it's it's two one of the other usually it's two scenarios it's why didn't I think of that? Or man, whatever we're looking at, we're saying, "Wow, that is incredible." I could never do something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just not that good. <laughs> not and you just you just kind of fess up to you and whoever's in the room, and you're saying, "Well, just, I'm just not. I'm not about. I'm not ever going to be at that level." <laughs> False fake news. <laughs> <Thank> yeah, you. <laughs> you're. you're- Never never say never, but um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of where that, that fear comes in. Like, you know, you, I'm a what if-er, I what if a lot, and I, and I say, what if I never get that good? Or what if, what if I, um, I'm just a a failure, you know, doing bottom of the barrel work forever? And I think that's, that's very prevalent among any creative or artistic fear. For sure. Um, Now, do you
0: ever, like, I mean, you talk with me about a lot of stuff, but that doesn't count. But, like, to, like, say a new client, would you ever say, like, oh, I'm really worried this isn't good enough or something like
1: that? There have been a couple of times where, um, you know, I could tell after some amount of back and forth that what they were looking for is not something that I was going to be able to give them. Okay. And that is kind of embarrassing, kind of sad. It's It's an embarrassing situation. It's a sad reality. You know, they've hired you to, you know, do something to their expectations. And for whatever reason, um, whether it's based on the communication of what is expected or the outcome of what I did, or, you know, maybe I'm just in a, you know, kind of like writer's block. I'm in just a design funk Uh (laughs) and nothing that I'm doing is really up to par. You know, those situations do happen and it, and it has happened. I've straight up just said, I'm not your guy. Uh Yeah. Uh
0: And that, and that makes sense. I mean, you know everyone has their limitations right yep so you it's better to admit, to embrace that and move on than
1: yeah you know make torture it. yourself over it which i've also done
0: right. uh, yep i mean haven't we all
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes for sure
0: um so any any parting words of wisdom about Um, anything you've learned because of this fear or anything you want to add?
1: I think that the fear of not being good enough is fueled by comparison.
0: Mm -hmm. For sure.
1: Um, Comparing yourself to peers, proteges, idols, um it's aspirations gone wrong kind of, you know, it's living up to a standard that uh sometimes is unrealistic or just crazy and right. it's it's like i think the the lesson the takeaway is First of all, you are different. Everybody is different. You are different. Your work is different. What you create is different. Your art is your art, not somebody else's art. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's unique in its own way. Don't compare yourself to something that you think is better. Right. Um, it's, it's completely subjective. That's what being in the art world teaches you a lot of times in a lot of different fields. Um, That's at least in my design world, it is. Um, So I think that comparison can sometimes be be dangerous but as I said earlier, I think that fear can motivate you. It can inspire you, Um, it can drive you. For sure. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, all of that everything you just said makes so much sense. Um, Jason. For once. For, no, yeah, right. You make a lot of sense all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um so, Jason, um do you have somewhere um that listeners can check
1: out your designs? Sure, anytime. Um you can uh check out my website, jm.lavender at, uh, or, <laughs> jm.lavender.com. I just gave away my email too.
0: <laughs> awesome. And since you're a freelancer um, on your website, do you have a way for people to contact you um, if they would like uh, inquiries about design? Absolutely, Thanks. I do. Fantastic. So I will make sure to link that up in the show notes so that people can head over and check out your gorgeous work.
1: Thank you so much and I really enjoyed uh chatting with you. I so.
0: like chatting with you too. <laughs> Deep down, I think many of our fears are related to or rooted in the fundamental fear of not being good enough. It's something that gets into the core of our being and especially as creative people can have an impact on how we are seen or see ourselves. I really love what Jason said about comparing yourself to others and how it's that comparison that can fuel your fears and kill your own creativity. And I fully agree that each person as an individual brings a unique perspective and therefore something new and fresh and different to their creative field. You can find Jason at his website, which he had said wrong earlier. So listen this time. Um, his website is jlavender.com. That's J-L-A-V-I-N-D-E-R.com. And I've linked that website in the show notes as well as his LinkedIn profile. I am Virginia, and you've been listening to Fears of a No Name Blank. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore Scarlet P. I'd love to hear what y'all think about the podcast. And if there's something more you think I should pry out of my guests, let me know. Or just pop in and say hello. (music)